It measures just nine inches in circumference, weighs only about five ounces, and is made of cork wound with woolen yarn covered with two layers of cowhide and stitched by hand precisely 216 times. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jack. I don't care if I never get back. Let me root, root, root for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame. For it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. After 22 years of waiting, the city of Toronto has seen a playoff game of baseball, Rob. But unfortunately... The day prior to that, it was a day of great grief for you. Are you mm. okay? How, how are you feeling? Uh, Kevin, I'm finally starting to get my uh, my bearings back about myself. Yeah, it was a tough day. I watched the game at work on uh, Tuesday night, and uh, when Altuve uh, hit that single to put the Astros up three nothing, I threw my hat across the bar. So yeah, it was kind of a it was kind of a rough night. But I went out uh, later that night after the game with some coworkers and had a few drinks and had a few laughs. So it kind of eased the pain a little bit. But other than that. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, it was it was a tough day, tough day at the office. Both wildcard games, I think, failed to deliver on drama. Don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Welcome to Two Sixteen Stitches. By the way, I am Kevin Laramie, joined by Robbie Mack, as always, and welcome to the brand new Sports Podcasting Network, newly redesigned, newly minted. Still has that fresh new car smell. Go check it out. It's awesome. Very probably the proudest thing I am of. I've ever done. Absolutely, Kevin. Uh, and you should be proud. And I know you've worked really hard. So uh, congratulations and keep up the great work. And uh, the, like you were saying, the drama in the two wildcard games. Let's start with those, the wildcard games. So we had uh, Houston versus the Yankees. And the first one and the day after that, which was yesterday, we had the Cubs versus the Pirates, which we predicted here on the show that Jake Arrieta would pitch a great game and a shutout. And, well, that's what happened, Robs, with that game. So let's turn our attention to the uh, Astros-Yankee game first. All right, let's first, go. First of all, what are your thoughts on Jacoby Ellsbury not starting that game? Well, he might have had a... If you're not 100%, even though it's a playoff, you should not be on the field. If there's a guy that can take your place and that it's 100% more than you are, I think you cannot jeopardize the whole team for one player. So I, maybe it was the right decision. In hindsight, it's hard to say it, but uh, that's how I look at things. Uh, I think it was more of a decision based on his record against left-handers, but Gardner is hitting 30 points below Ellsbury, so I think it was a mistake. Uh, Kevin, true, we're bl- true. That, that's true on this way, true. Uh, in that case, what you can say is, well, sometimes in the one-off, statistics don't matter. It's... How you feeling? And it's maybe that day you're probably right. Then maybe uh, Jacoby Ellsbury should have played. Yeah, I mean it, it's it, and we have the benefit of hindsight. And how great is the benefit of hindsight? Would the Yankees have won? Maybe not. Probably not. I mean Dallas Keuchel pitched a hell of a game, uh, but the Yankees got into their bullpen. Their best chances when they had two men on. I believe it was in the sixth. Two men on and two out. And A Rod swung at the first pitch, and Keuchel was out of the game, and. Uh, he just popped out to the center fielder, uh, and that was their best chance of the game. After that happened, Kevin, I kind of knew that we were just counting outs until the game was over. Mike, now 
my question to you, as I and I'm interested to get your uh, thoughts because I've listened to uh, Tony Kornheiser on PTI talk about it, and uh, John Wilbon, and, and all those guys. What are your thoughts? Because after Carlos Gomez hit his uh, his hit his solo shot, he had quite the bat flip. What's your What's your thoughts on bat flipping? Well, I I don't know. It's in other sports. I'm a soccer guy, and showboating after a goal is not necessarily frowned upon like it is in football, but like in uh, American football. So I'm not necessarily uh, nothing against it. The only thing is, is if you play with your bat too dangerously, it can be. Uh, you have to be careful what you do with it, but uh, it's the new trend. It's a new thing they do. The way they flip the bat after they do a home run. It's, I don't know. I, it might bring something to the game. It might connect a new generation to those players, and it does get those players a new fan, new uh, fan base because of those type of thing. And is it traditional? No. Does it go with the spirit of baseball? Maybe not. But if it gets a new generation interested in that player, why not? Yeah, I have no problem with it at all. I think it's I think it's kind of like a touchdown dance in football. I think it adds something to the game. I think it adds a little bit more of uh, that. Not it adds a little bit more fun. And but I mean, it's like you said. I mean, if you're going to bat flip on a pitcher and he throws a ball in your ear the next uh, the next time you're up, then you're kind of you live by the sword, you die by the sword. So I yeah, have you no... ask for it. In that yeah. case, you really yeah. ask for it. Yeah, if you, you have to be able to live with the consequences of your move. Yeah, hundred percent. So I think that's what. Uh, I have I personally have no issues with it, and some of the best bat flips on uh, YouTube are great to watch. Carlos Gomez has some pretty good bat flips, and that's gotten him in trouble in the past. But I mean, and, uh, and oh fucking Colby Rasmus of all people, ex Blue Jay uh, going yard <laughs> in the top of the second inning. I don't. Tell, the Yankees have a lot of questions in this offseason, and uh, a lot of them start. A Mark Deshera is going to be back. So what are they going to do with Greg Bird? And Greg Bird is, uh, you know, he's a young prospect that's ready for the big leagues, but because of the of a guy with a big contract that they owe a lot of money with next year, uh, over ten million dollars they have Deshera for next year's. So uh, that's going to probably dictate their judgment towards what they're going to do with Bird. Probably Triple A, even yeah. though he's because Triple A is when you're done development and you're just waiting or passing along but uh we'll see who knows maybe they'll actually change the guard for once and move away of the Tasharas of uh sabathia for sure but Tashara uh, maybe hey let's bring it there sabathia with his announcement a couple days before the playoff starts his postseason starts that uh he's taking a sabbatical leave of absence to fix some demons well uh, was it a distraction for the yankees maybe before the game or was he not important enough for that I- I don't think Sadathi spent a lot of the year hurt, so you know I, I you don't want to say it's not important enough, but I don't think it was a distraction. You know, I think uh, you know I you and I kind of talked about if they're going to use it as a rallying point, which you know obviously didn't work out if that's what if that was the case. But um, I don't think it was a distraction. I think I think Sabathia, if uh, he was healthy, I think he would have played a very minimal role in this playoff run because he wouldn't have been the Yankees would have gone with a three man rotation with Tanaka and Nova and probably uh, Severiano who's their who's their best top pitching uh, prospect and uh yeah so i don't think he would have probably seen sabathia in the bullpen throughout this playoff run so i don't think it was a distraction i you know and we we wish him all the best i know you know you, you never want to see people you always want to see people get their their heads on right so yeah i doubt it was a distraction what do you think Probably not. Just the timing of it. Maybe it was more of a distraction for the media themselves and for the talking heads of baseball having something to talk about outside of the actual Yankees. Because uh, 
It's a weird time for the Yankees where you have the A-Rods, Teixeiras of this world mixed with a young generation trying to break in. And in uh, here, in, a, in an, a nod to our other show we do together, it feels like the veterans are holding the young kids down. And I think in today's baseball, in 2015 baseball, you need to let those kids fly. You need to let those kids run. You need to let those kids bat. And that's what we're seeing with the teams that are having success this year is the young kids are stepping up quickly and faster and are becoming more important for their team earlier in their career than in prior years. And I think the Yankees are having to adjust the way they bring people up to uh, get on that uh, young player's bandwagon. Yeah, and Michael Kay, who is the uh, voice of the Yankees on the Yes Network, he, uh, he he has a podcast, the Michael K Show on ESPN, and I was uh, I was listening to it yesterday or today, I can't remember, but he was talking about exactly what you were talking about the young guard, the old guard holding the young kids down. He said that for Yankee fans, 2016 is probably going to be a rough year because you got you got Teixeira coming back, you got A Rod coming back, you got McCann coming back. See, the plan was for McCann is they were going to sign him as a catcher, wait two or three years, wait till Teixeira became a free free agent, get Teixeira off the books, and then put McCann at first base. Well, they obviously didn't accept uh, expect uh, Greg Berg to ha- have the great start that he had, and also we have Carlos Beltran who can't play the field anymore, and the Yankees have Aaron Judge in the. In their, in their farm system, who's one of their top prospects and, and, and who plays the same position as Carlos Beltran. And I've seen, I've seen Beltran make a lot of errors this year and a lot of balls that, not that you don't want to say he didn't have the effort for, but he just didn't, he just didn't run down. So in reality, Beltran should be a DH, but you have A-Rod as your DH for another two years. And A-Rod's going to be 41 next year. So I think you're really going to see some tough times for the Yankees until at least 2017 when they can bring in the young kids. And it's like you said on the other podcasts we do together, it's it's the old guard holding, not, maybe not on purpose, but yeah, they're really stalls of this. So Yankee Not fans on purpose? Be- I'm not, not ready to say that. It wouldn't be surprising to me in the characters of, we know the A-Rods of this world and the Teixeira's. Not that they're having bad intentions with it, but it's like, it's my spot. You're trying to get my spot. If you want my spot, you're going to have to work really hard with it. You're going to have to take me away off my spot. You're going to have to take the spot away from me. It's not going to be handed to you. And I think there's a little, maybe that attitude sometimes with veterans. And hey, if we were in that position, we'd probably do the same thing. But it's still the fact that uh, the young kids need to play. Kevin, let's talk about the business we're in, and uh, we're you and I. You know, we make no server uh, secret. We're both servers in the restaurant industry, and it's like when they hire a new server and they want to come in, and you know, you have your shifts, you have your money shifts, right? And they want to take. You're not taking my clothes. Get out of here. A hundred percent. It's the same thing, right? So if if we had to, uh, we had to put it in into a retrospect. But yeah, no, it's a doggy dog world. That's and, and that's all it is, and. So Yankee fans are going to have to be a little patient. I think 216. I think the Yankees really overachieved this year, if you ask me. Hey, the stretch they were on to keeping up with the Blue Jays, which were more than on a hot streak, they were keeping up with them. And wow, it was a it was a great stretch for both teams. And you're right. I think they played over their head. And they would not be at the wild card if it wasn't for the stretch they had in the last month and a half, two months, and more of the accumulative points they had before that. But... Outside of that uh, fluke run, maybe, the Yankees, this false like the data, because the Yankees are not necessarily second in the, the East. Maybe they're actually third in the AL East, or if not fourth in reality. Yeah. No, so that's going to be interesting. Uh, let's move to the Pirates and the Cubs on <laughs> the National League side. Jake Arrieta, uh, I think it finished 5 nothing, if I'm not mistaken, Rob, for the Cubs. 
A great performance by Arietta. We predicted here on the show. It was probably the easiest prediction you could have made in the history of baseball. The way Arietta pitched the last couple of games he did in the regular season. He was in a great momentum. You knew he was going to come to the mound and pitch a great game. But it was more than just a great game. If you're a Cubs fan, it was a shutout. And the best team lost, but the best pitcher won on that day. Yeah, and... Arietta was lights out, and I think the most excitement in that game came when we had some uh, some extracurricular activity with uh, when Arietta got plunked. You know, he had hit two batters beforehand, so you know the I think the Pirates weren't maybe not looking to hurt the guy, but send a message. And then both batches cleared Sean Rodriguez, who had uh, been pulled earlier in the game for Pedro Alvarez. Um, boxed the boxed the water cooler, and uh, yeah, that was probably the highlight of the night for me. And the water cooler lost, by the way. Yeah, the water cooler always loses, but I mean, what an idiot! You know, you're gonna you're gonna punch the shit out of a water cooler. You break your hand, like Milton, Milton Bradley is four and zero versus water cooler. Yeah, he's he's got a great record, so he better watch out, Sean Rodriguez, Mike, <laughs> for his record. The UFC, watch out, Milton Bradley's coming. Kevin, the uh, the the Pirates. Have won the Pirates have been in the playoffs three years in a row. They uh, <laughs> they've lost that game three years in a row, right? Yeah, well, they lost. Well, they they three uh, years in a row. They they won the first one against Cincinnati, and they uh, lost in the ALDS to the Cardinals, and then they lost to the Giants last year. And then they they lost, they lost to Madison Bumgarner in a shutout. Well, in a shutout performance, lights out, like you would say. And this year it's Arietta. Do you think this clot causes Clint Hurdle's job? How can it? How can it? No, you just need to find one or two better pitchers to help your bullpen or that one lights-out pitcher for that one-off game. Maybe that's the one thing they're missing. They have a decent bull, a decent overall bullpen. and starting. They have the best bullpen in baseball, if you ask me. Yeah, but they don't have that lights-out guy, that one guy that you that can change everything. They don't have that price or that Arietta, and it cost them that game because those one-off, that's all you need. Well, not all. You need the other pieces, too. But at that point of the season, everybody got a good outfield. Everybody can play defense correctly. It's been 160-something games. It's really the pitching is a difference in those one-off games. The pitching is the, uh, pitching is the whole purpose of the playoffs. Good pitching will be good hitting any time in, in October. It's like, it's like we said before, you know, you're not going to be winning the games 15-1. You're going to be winning games 3-2, 3-0. You know what I mean? It's, those, are the, and those are the kind of games we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. You're right, even today, even in the Jays and Texas game today, which the Jays, the best lineup in baseball, biggest bats, Joey Bats, Donaldson, Tulu Whiskey, Edwin Encarnacion, Justin Smokes, a, a gauntlet of a lineup. Well, still it, finished 5-3 for the Rangers. And it was a, a type of weird of a game with everybody from the Blue Jays getting injured. It was a type of a weird game to watch, I have to tell you. Yeah, so Josh Donaldson got uh, got kind of a knee into the head. He's got uh, a concussion. Well, they say that he passed the, con- the, the the detection program for a concussion. But damn, that was a hard knee by the by the shortstop. By uh, I think it was uh, Aldor, former Blue Jays player. And uh, so so uh, John Gibbons says they're going to see how Donaldson is tomorrow, and we obviously wish him a speedy recovery. We want you know you you want the best guys in possible, right? You want you don't want you don't want to see anyone get hurt. And uh, Adrian Beltre. Uh, looks like his injury might be a little bit more serious because this is back that kind of got uh, that kind of got messed up. So kind of got shot. It seems like it's, it's a, they say severe back spasm was the official term. You should see him running to towards first base after his hit. He can barely run. He's basically shuffling from 
home plate to first base. So, yeah, I think he's going to have problems to play for tomorrow, too. And uh, Jose Batista, who came out of the game with a with a hamstring injury, uh, but it, it, it's been reported he'll be he'll, he's not expected to miss game two tomorrow. Uh, is tomorrow's game a must win for Toronto? Kind of, but it's Strowman, so uh, who knows? Dickie's going to be pitching game three, if I'm not mistaken. Game four. Dickie pitches game. Estrada pitches game three. Uh, okay, so game four, Dickie. Third, uh, game three, Estrada. Uh, I don't think it's a big problem. The only thing that worries me is. In their mind, they were winning that game because of the Price situation. Price did not pitch his best game. He had a couple. He hit two, uh, two play two batters today. He had a couple of control problem of dictating the game, the pace of the game, and uh, it showed. Five runs for him is like ten runs for a normal pitcher. It's yeah. something you don't really see usually from David Price. I think they probably love Price in a little bit too long. I probably think they- yes, too. I think it was the. The confidence or the anticipation, oh, he's going to get back on track. He's going to get back on track. Let's wait. Let's wait. Oh, fuck. We waited too long. What do you think is his issue in the playoffs, Kevin? What What do you think? Like, he's got an, he's 0-6 in the playoffs now. What do you think his issue is? It's hard for me to say that they're correlated, all the games, because there were different teams, different era, different years, different. Uh, there's that included. I think with Toronto, he's with a team that has a different mentality, a mentality that's really positive, confidence, a swagger type of of thinking in the season. I think it fits him. I think it's just maybe... Uh, I wouldn't correlate this loss to the other 5-1 prior. I, I think the ne- his next outing is going to be a good one. And I think because of the surrounding, because of the team he has. And I think he was missing today that 2-3 run cushion that usually the Blue Jays always give him, which he only needs 2-3 runs. But then he knows that if he makes a mistake, it's not that bad. When you're trailing... Early because there was early runs by you uh, by Texas. Well, you don't have that cushion and you feel the pressure. And I think that was probably what was wrong with Price today. Yeah, and let's face it, that place where the building was electric, and and the fans were cheering at the wrong time with those with those towels too at the wrong time. It was disturbing some of the players. <laughs> they uh, they talked about it on the radio a lot, but they should talk it in the newspaper and tell the fans of Toronto. When your team's on defense and the ball's in the air, don't wave those towels because the towels are white, the ball is white. How do you want them to see the ball? I think that was the uh, the case of uh, trade deadline fans who don't really understand, who haven't stuck with the team for the last 22 years. But yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, Stroman, the Jays have a good uh, arm in Stroman tomorrow. He's going up against Cole Hamels, who's gone 7-1 and one since coming to the and Texas Rangers. Stroman yep. is fresh, and which is not the case for almost every other pitcher out there. And no. that is worth something. So I think the Jays bounce back tomorrow and tie the series. I hope so because I'd like to see I'd like to see a fight. I like I don't want to see any sweeps. So I hope I hope we see a competitive series and uh, and you know the Jays were my pick uh, my uh, my American League pick to ride to the World Series. So our brackets have kind of taken a yours more so than mine in the yeah, American- but it's only on one side. Like if the Jays win win, it's fine. The bracket won't change. It will be fine. It's just the damn Yankees. But we both we both pitch the we both pick the Cubs to win as well. So we're we're good there. Yes, exactly, yeah. Uh, what's the score right now? Speaking of the Cubs, Rob versus St. Louis, they're playing as we speak. It was at the bottom of the eighth. Can you give us a little score update before we can wrap this show today? Uh, well, I saw, sorry, Kevin. I think you mean the Astros and Royals are playing. Exactly, uh, yes. That's what yeah, I meant. The Cubs and Cardinals play tomorrow. Uh, yeah, Houston's up 5-2 in the top of the ninth. Uh, they have uh, two... Uh, 
well, it's sorry, they're now going to the bottom of the ninth. So uh, Houston is up 5-2. They uh, they were threatening, Kansas City was threatening a bit in the bottom of the eighth, but now uh, they got Houston got out of it. So three outs away from taking a 1-0 lead in the American Division League, uh, the ALDS against Kansas City. That's interesting, though, because Houston is coming off a victory over the Yankees, emotional victory, a, a great uplifter of a victory now they're almost having the momentum versus kansas city the best team in the american league by a game yes yeah, so two actually at the end but still the best team in the al and houston i wouldn't be shocked if houston if they win one game in a three out of five it's just so quick that you don't even know what hit them and kansas city could be facing the same fate in the last couple of years yeah and you know what i've heard a lot of talk about um how is how uh, Houston could be this year's version of the Kansas City Royals. And I think that could absolutely happen. Kevin, that wild card game, we had two wild card teams playing for the World Series last year. That wild card game might be a more of a blessing than it is a curse because all of a sudden you have to, you're amped up already. And then you're going to do a team that's had like three, four, in some cases, five days off. And then all of a sudden you're playing, you're playing, you're playing that hot streak of baseball. And I mean, it's kind of like in, uh, it's kind of like those teams in hockey, you know, when uh, a team's fighting for a playoff spot at the end of the year, and then they upset the first one of the first one, two, or three seeds yeah. because they've been playing playoff hockey for a month and a half already, so they get into the groove and into the rhythm and into the zone, which is probably the case for the Astros. Yeah, right. Exactly. Speaking of hockey, really quick, Kevin, just to kind of get off topic, how do you think your Habs looked last night? Uh, they beat Toronto, which is still. No Exactly. That didn't change. It's not because there's Mike Babcock and a couple of other players that it's a great feat to beat the Maple Leafs. So, yeah, I think they look pretty good. I think Montreal is going to be a, a tough team to beat this year. It's for my impact that I'm worried about. I want them to qualify for the playoff. But that's another story for Off With Works, Two Solitudes, or... Yeah, I need, some help from the, uh, I need some help from the Red Bulls for NYC to get in. Yeah, it's not going to happen, Rob. I don't think gonna it's going to happen either, but, you know. I can tell you it's not going to get in. All right, let's just quickly remind our listeners of our prediction for the Division Series playoff. Uh, who did you choose between Kansas City and Houston? Well, I um, I originally picked the Yankees to uh, to win the wild card game, so I picked Kansas City and New York to be playing, but I picked... Who do you pick I, between Houston and Kansas City? I'm, I'm still I'm sticking with Kansas City. I'm sticking with Kansas City uh, to, I think, even if Houston wins this game, which it looks like they're going to because they're three outs away from winning, I still think yeah. Kansas City has a, has more of the depth and more of the experience, even though they did lose a lot of guys from last year. So, yes, I'm still picking Kansas City to advance to the American League Championship Series. I'm changing my vote. I'm changing mine. I'm putting Houston because of that momentum of that wildcard game. We've seen it happen before, and I think we're going to see it happen again today. Who knows? Houston Cubs in the final of the World Series? Maybe, but I'm not going that far right away i'm just predicting houston over kansas city i'm still keeping with the jays after that one game it's just it happens you lose some time players are getting to the groove have a a, a day off more than usually so they're getting back into the groove of things la new york does it do you change or you keep with la stick with the dodgers the dodgers are my national league pick to make it to the world series and we haven't seen anything yet to make us change our minds no well we haven't even seen the series yet exactly but- uh, the only I think the wild card in that is Kershaw because Kershaw has the same problem price as he does not show up in the playoffs but I think he might be out to prove something this year and uh, who do you have between the Cubs and the St. Louis Cardinals oh I pick the I, I pick the Cubs I think uh, Billy the, Goats curse for the win yeah we're gonna have Bartman I, a lot of people are saying that this is the Cubs year and, have uh, they found Bartman yet I don't know who God knows he could be living one he could be living amongst us Kevin for all we know is it you are you Steve Bartman Rob are can, you Steve Bartman? 
I can assure you, I'm not C. Bartman. I don't think I could fit into. I don't think I could uh, wear those glasses. So, or or a turtleneck like this, anyways. <laughs> and I'm not Steve Bartman either. All right. Thanks for listening to the Two Sixteen Stitches Baseball Podcast on the Sports Podcasting Network. For Rob McDonald, I'm Kevin Larme. You like the show? You like the network? You like the new colors, the new branding? Help us support us. Go to patreon.com slash Kevin and help us achieve our new goal. Let us get those brand new shiny microphones that you see. Those cheap, yes, but very beautiful. And it's going to help us cover more of uh, games outside. Help us for our interviews, for the sound quality, for all of that. Help us upgrade to those microphones. So, patreon.com slash Kevin Laramie. And until next time, Rob, play ball.